tumbling down Pledging their love to the ground Lonely but free I'll be found Drifting along with a tumbling Dang gummy, you snuck up on me again there, partner. Uh, about time you showed up, the stew's almost gone. Yeah, you bring the bruise? Atta boy. Well, how y'all doing tonight, boys? Pretty good, partner. How about yourself? Yeah, we doing all right. Doing just fine. I thought tonight I'd read y'all a little bit of Sartre. That sounds about right. Wet your whistle a little bit. You know, it makes sense with these planes extending out as far as the eye can see that we dive into some other landscape of thoughts and thinking about things, even if that takes us into some inner darkness that we find in the outer darkness. I say we charge forward there, partner. Now, I could just get me a cup of joe that you got in the kettle there. Well, part it, it ain't joe in the kettle, but you, you can have much of this as you want. Don't That's mind what if I, I do today. Yeah, yep, here you go. Drink up, partner. John Paul Sartre. <clears throat> I believe this is from his uh, his work, Being in Nothingness. He says, Man is condemned to be free because once thrown into the world, he's responsible for everything he does. What do you think about that? Well, it does seem that as we find ourselves out here in the wilderness that we do have more freedom. With that comes more responsibility. And if we were just to stay in the saloon, drinking our souls away like we did when we were youngins, then we might feel like we were free, but ultimately we were just binding ourselves up in the ropes of addiction. Yes, sir. And that is no freedom at all. Now, so you're saying that freedom actually means being uh, not being beholden to anything. Well, not beholden to anything and not being beholden is what I think we're getting at here and, and what our boy Sartre I, how, now, how do you say that now? Sartre. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's what I think he would have been thinking about around these times. Okay, but... So, why do you think he used the word condemned? Well, because I... I mean, when I... Because when I think about the word condemned, I think about, man, you know, my daughter's house... Right. ...got condemned. She couldn't pay the dang old rent... Right. ...after... You know, her, her boyfriend right. ran off with with the money. Is that right? Right. Well, well, you know, the word condemned also carries with it this notion and these images of, you know, souls being condemned to hell. Right. And I, at least in the eternal conscious torment view, and I know that, you know, we might get into annihilationism in another campfire, but, right. uh, but for now, the idea of condemned does carry with it some notions that are unbecoming. But in the end, it does seem that as we make more choices and find ourselves to be more free, what we get as a sort of reward for that freedom is more choices. And at some point, it can become an overwhelming and almost crushing weight to bear. It's almost too much for any man. So that's why I've settled myself down to a simple life where I've just got me and all this land, this cattle. Because in a way, I don't have too many choices no more. i got to be honest with you. Sometimes it's hard. It's a tough life, but it's a good one. And I'm trying to make the best that I can. But in the end, sometimes I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have gone into the city and done something different. But I'm, I'm sorry. Do pardon me for getting a little emotional. But it does, it does all hit me sometimes. 
That's all right, partner. I made the team mighty strong tonight. Well, I do appreciate that, partner, but it's a good life in the end, and I think the right amount of choices got me to where I am, and here we find ourselves under this night sky, and that is something that I can be grateful for, even if it's all meaningless in the end. That concludes this episode of the Existentialist Campfire. Y'all come back now, you hear? Drifting along.